first new Jewish people. This guy, I don't want to say his name, he names out of it. But he and became very close. And uh, the group of people I was surrounding myself with were so wicked and just evil towards each other. You know, the insecure people, uh, not, not your true friends. They, they look at you like something that, that they can benefit from. Yeah, sounds like a typical American anyways. Yeah, an individualist. Someone who, especially I can explain it. Someone that, unless you can't do anything for them, they don't want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're only there for, to serve a purpose. Exactly. So I started to get into these fucking crazy debates, and I was just, a piece, I was acting like a piece of shit. Like, right. I'm not arguing with people, I'm yelling at women. I'm more, I'm in, well, my medication's all more fucked up. Um, and then next thing I know, my girlfriend beat me. And I was devastated. My whole fucking world flew upside down. And I was like contemplating suicide. I didn't know what to do. I was like, man, what the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden, uh, believe it or not, I started to, I started to, I started to lose friends on this application that I was running with. They would, we would fight all the time. And then Ludwig was, just comes onto the school, right? And I'm like, this is, who's this guy, man? Nazi, what the fuck? Is it Nazi on here? <laughs> so I joined his program. I'm like, I want to fucking talk to this dude. Everyone that I was, every, legitimately, every single person that I was uh, close with on here said, I can't fucking talk to you if you talk to him. So me, I'm like, no one tells me what to do. I was like, fuck you, man. Yeah. You gotta see this, the atmosphere on this app. But people lost their fucking mind. They're like, Ludwig's gonna groom out. Me and him would just talk about anything. Bullshit. Yeah. We'd be friends. I would ask him questions about national socialism. He's telling me that capitalism is inherently evil. I'm like, fuck you. My whole family's a capitalist. <laughs> I so my family's evil. I started taking it personally. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And he's like, yeah, he stuck to his guns. He's like, yeah, this is an evil system. It's based on greed. And I'm like, well, hold on. America's the greatest nation ever. I mean, we, we supply these fucking you know, businesses with loans to start businesses. He's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, you're exploiting. You're taking advantage of other people. And these elites that have all the capital are raising capital from their own capital. And eventually, you see these big corporations take over small businesses. And I'm thinking to myself, man, it's making sense, but my dad's not a bad guy. So I couldn't really understand it at first. It was tough. And then I started to realize, this is America in general. It's just everyone is out to gate to everyone else. So I was like, wow, man, this is a, it's a, different, it's a different mindset. So he started talking to me about collectivism, brotherhood. You know, putting others before yourself and introducing me to a few other people, such as Mel, uh, who's also German. And you notice the difference in the quality of a person yeah. when they embrace an ideology that changes the way they view the world. Definitely. In my opinion, as an individualist looking to profit or take, you know, make money or take advantage, you're out for yourself. You really don't have many close friends that really give a shit about who you are. Excuse my language. No, you're good. When you have a collective mentality, 
I started to think about all the the negative things I would say about Italy and the Italians, how much I hated my own people at first. And I'm like, these people are egotistical. Man, I, I can't believe I started to hate my own people. So then I was saying to myself, wow, what a fucking, what a, what a shame that I'm, I'm, I'm shitting on my own culture. As I'm hearing these Germans talk great about their culture and watch speeches about how beautiful it is to put your people first, you know, to put people in the process. And I'm like, man, that makes perfect sense. You know, that's, a, that's a problem I had at my job. They were putting profit over people. They, they didn't they only wanted to make money. That was the only concern for this dealership was that the kind of airbag recall. So I'm like, shit, man, all these dots I'm connecting. So now I'm like, wait a minute, what about the fucking Holocaust, dude? Let's get to the nitty gritty. I literally did not shy away from him. He said, it didn't happen. He's like, I'm like, it didn't happen. All these movies I've seen, just done this shit in heaven. He's like, Al, you don't take a word I say uh, as fact, so you go do your own research. So, dude, I went for days on the computer, doing research, listening to Jewish people give testimonies, and I'm like, fuck, man. So I had to realize, this is, he isn't lying. I, I fact-checked everything he ever told me. And I'm like, yeah, he's actually he's right about a lot of this stuff. So once I started to notice that this is, I got enough evidence to, to say to myself, all right, this makes sense. I really want to dive headfirst into this now and see if I can change my life because I was attempting suicide, man. I was writing suicide letters to my ex, my mom, my father. I was, I was, I was convincing. I was convinced that I, I shouldn't live because this country promotes individuality. And when you're depressed, man, and you fucking lose your girl and your father, your life flips up and down enough times. You're by yourself. That's like the scariest thing to be. Yeah, your mind will go fucking crazy. Think the worst. Luckily, Lulu was, you know, spending hours and hours with me. This is someone who puts others before himself. You know, the way I, I started to change my ways. I started to say to, say to myself, man, I don't fucking need these medic- this medication. I'm not depressed. I just needed a, some, someone to uplift me, a different way to look at things. So I started to research more and more. I started to meet new people. And I'm like, yeah, I'm starting to look, look at these people that I was, you know, associating with prior to that. And I'm like, damn, dude, I really never had friends. I never had a, a, a solid family. I watched my family disintegrate. Everyone got gets divorced and everyone's fucking, you know, not being the, the Italian people that they are in Italy. Yeah. I'm like, damn, is America really this fucked up? Because he would always, would always say America is a satanic nation's fucking, uh, you know, an evil empire. And I'm like, could, could this be? Could it, could it be that I live in an evil empire that all my life I was told the greatest country in the world? So now I'm like, this is fucking insane. So I'm doing more and more research. I'm, re- I'm realizing all the crimes America's committed that I never knew about, how we fucking, they're lying in history class about Hitler. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know who to trust. I'm, I got, I got Ludwig telling me the truth. America's pretty fucked up. And I had denounced my religion a long time ago. You know, when I was in school, raised Roman Catholic. I think this doesn't make any sense to me, you know? So I'm, I'm saying to myself, as I'm going through all this, religion is a lie. Faith, the way they, the way they teach it with hell and stuff, being the first thing they tell these kids. 
I'm both fear-based media, all fear-based religion. And I meet Ludwig, and, and he's telling me things that are totally the opposite. He's like, stick to nature, have a balanced lifestyle. Nothing they promote here in America. And I'm saying, why? Why don't they promote this here? Why is it so different than Italy and in Europe? So I started to see who, who's, in, who's in positions of authority. Because Ludwig's telling me everyone's a Jew. I was like, it can't be everybody's a fucking Jew. Everyone that's in positions of authority, these people are Jewish. So I was like, wow, man, I've never looked at Jews this way. I was best friends with Jews before I met Ludwig on this application. So based on my, based on my, based on my relationships with Jews and how they treated me, I started to notice patterns. And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe there is something to this idea that they follow. Because I denounce my monotheistic religion. Well, everything to me is an idea, a mindset. If you truly subscribe to something, you're fully subscribed to it, and you truly believe in it, I think that those people are successful. Fanatics. If you're going to be a doctor, for example, you'd be a fanatical doctor. The best doctor. Obsessed to be the best. A neurosurgeon. Makes sense. So I said, fuck it. That's how I was all my life. In the car business, anything I ever did, I was 100% or I'm not doing it. So I fucking went headfirst into national socialism. And uh, I started to notice a different fucking consciousness. Like, I would feel the hairs of my arms stand up and shit when I would hear stories about people suffering in Italy. Let me, let me, let me pause you real quick, bro. Because you said that that's pretty much a point when you started picking up national socialism, right? Yeah. All right. Now, at that point, when you started switching over, when once you had already made the final transition, what what positive and negative effects did you get from being called a Nazi or being labeled a Nazi? Okay, so when I first met Lubick, the entire Periscope community lost their fucking mind. Uh, they were they were they were Jews that I was you know associating with. Not, I wouldn't say friends of mine, but they would join broadcasts that I would you know when I'm, when I'm live and. Ask me crazy questions, like demand me to answer these questions. Do you believe everything Hitler ever did? Um, do you agree with? The, as, as I'm learning this shit, I'm like, yo, man, who the fuck are you? You know, you get the fuck out of here. So <laughs> next thing I know, I'm being smeared all over Twitter. They're saying I was a Hitler, I was a Nazi. Mind you, I'm trying to start a business at the time, so I'm like, you, you guys can't be doing this shit. It's just fucked up. I didn't even identify as a national socialist yet. Yeah. And they all, I'm telling you, they all went from somewhat friends to fucking arch enemies. Would you Would you be able to blame that on guilty by association? Yeah, what else can you call it? Yeah. Basically, they were saying that if, you're, if you even talk to this person, I'm not, I'm not associating with you and I'm going to attack you. So they contacted my father. They found my uncle. They thought it was my father. They contacted my uncle. You know, saying, you're, you, know, you know, your son's a Nazi, and they're like, what the fuck? So like, that's hilarious, dude. Like, like your uncle's but supposed to give you a, a spanking or something? Yeah. You know, these are people who I call... Desperate. Like, Desperate wow, people, man. yeah. Supremacist, it, it's a lot of projection. I'm like, this can't be, is this all Jews? And Lovig always said, it's not all Jews, it's Zionist Jews. There's an elite group of Jews that are in positions of power. They barely show their face. And they even they even use Jews as a you know they'll, they'll they'll attack their own people as a way to have leverage to you know gain some type of 
like for example, Israel was built by the quote unquote Holocaust. Well, the Holocaust was written about in the fucking New York Times 40, 50 years before it happened. They were they were gonna have six million Jews killed, their own people, by by stabbing Hitler in the back, sacrificing their own to have Israel built. So I'm saying to myself, man, wow, this, this is fucking really satanic and evil. So then I'm like, let me let me go do some more research, man. This, it can't be. So now I'm starting to notice all the last names. And I just couldn't dismiss the Steens, the Burbs, the Wits, and even government. And how fucking America is pretty much Israel's little bitch. I'm saying, what the fuck? Why didn't I even know about this shit? So Louis was telling me, he was like, yeah, man, most Americans don't. You know, you're told every day this is the greatest nation in the world and you're being manipulated. They're lying to you. And it's like marketing. Fucking here at a commercial enough times for Subway, you're going to want a fucking Subway sandwich eventually. Yeah. So, anyway, I got attacked left and right. Um, you know, I was a Nazi. I was a fucking genocidal maniac. I believe in, in supremacy and white, white supremacy. I mean, he's a racist. And it's the first thing from the truth. So when I learned about this, the ideology, the ideology is, is very simple. You're talking about two points, two major points. You put the common interest of the people, the community, before yourself. Therefore, you're last on the totem pole. First comes the nation, the people in your nation, then comes your family, and then comes yourself. Yeah. So to be, to, to, to really... To really benefit the nation, you got to be the best version of yourself, and you got to be a good father, and you got to have a good family. So all of this is the foundation of national socialism. Does that sound genocidal to you? It sure didn't to me. No. Without this request, all I ever heard about national socialism was nothing. I heard Nazi Nazism. I didn't even know what fucking national socialism was. So. I'm saying to myself, man, Hitler's speeches as I'm watching him speak, all he's talking about is, is basically putting the people's interests first, uniting on one, as one people, no matter what your ideas are. His first speech he ever gave, he said, I don't care if you're a liberal, I don't care if you're on the left or right, at the end of the day, we're all Germans. You have to unite on something. So I was like, wow, that's beautiful. It makes perfect sense to me. So anyway... I, I was listening to Hitler's speeches, I'm interacting with Lubick, and I'm saying to myself, all my life, bro, I was told Germans were fucking, the Nazis were bad, and you know, my religion was good. My world was totally upside down. But things started to make more sense. Like, I started to, you know, plan ahead for the future. I knew exactly what I wanted to do in life. And I, I had a purpose. And when you have a purpose that, that has morality built into it, when you're putting others before yourself, it's just a great feeling. Depression doesn't exist. I took bottles of prescription pills. I can show them to you. I still have them. Are you, are you live? You want to see them? Um, yeah, bottles. we can check them out later right now. I'm just trying to get this quick little uh, so, audio. I ha- yeah, I had bottles of antidepressants too that I didn't take. I stopped taking prescription pills. I stopped taking all these meds. And I, and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm going to... I never thought I could be all this stuff. You know, these psychiatrists were telling me that I'm diagnosed with all this illness, mental illness. So I started to realize, man, it is profit over people in America. And this nation is fucking satanic. Liberty was fucking 100% right. 
What makes America satanic, though? Well, everything that, if you believe in the Bible, everything that Satan promotes, greed, gluttony, uh, you know, womanizing, the seven deadly sins, this is what this country promotes. Hmm. Jesus said, do you not take the clothes off your back? If someone covers your clothes, give it to them, feed the poor, feed the hungry. So if you couldn't live in America, if you if America isn't up to par with you, what country do you see that is up to par? Well, when I, when I measure countries, I believe that you, where you're born, you fix that nation. So I don't like to compare other places. Those are more for opportunists. But to be honest with you, since you asked, it's Italy. When I, when I visited my uh, villa that my family has in Italy, my grandfather, for like, give you a quick, brief story, he used to come home every summer from Italy with all this fucking candy, food, and he used to talk about Italy like it was paradise. So I got the opportunity to go visit, and they have nothing there. Living in the villa is like kind of like living in a Section 8 house. Like you have a very small room, no AC. But I'm talking about a community that's very small and everyone knows each other and loves each other. And they don't really have fancy cars, they have Vespas. Like, funny story, I was, uh, I'm 6'4", dude, you know, 240. These Italians are little. And they're on, you know, mopeds with the hottest chicks. And I'm like, come over here, like, I can't get, I can't get a girl. I'm fucking 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, they look yeah. down on Americans. They're like, Americans are fucking stupid. I was trying to buy a sandwich and they're like, you fucking... George Bush, a uh, bunch of uh, you know, pieces of shit they're pretty much calling me. I'm like, damn, they fucking hate Americans in Europe. What the fuck is up with this shit? So I started to like notice the difference. You know, when you're in a nation where you're surrounded with your own people, your culture, you get a fucking reminder of what it's like to be in a high state of consciousness. Like, I can't describe it to you in, a, in any other way than just being free of all insecurities and doubt. You're just comfortable. Like a yeah, no, I get it. Like, and, and I understand, like I said, I'm also not a, I'm from, a, my, my family is from another country and I went to go live there for a few years. I think I told you that earlier. But I, I also do, I understand what you, what the feeling that you're trying to describe is that you don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Right, exactly. And what I was noticing was how happy they were. Like, my family over there, they have nothing, bro. Like, no money. They eat. They're happy losing the most simple life living off the land. And I mean, truly happy. Like, they would come up to me, kiss me, hug me. You know, I'm like, wow. Like, I never was never this happy ever in my life. I still am not. I still don't get how they're so happy. And I started to realize, you know, America is so, such a stressful fucking place to live. People in New York, they, you open the door with somebody and they fucking give you a look like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a totally bipolar opposite uh, atmosphere. So I said to myself, this is where our, my, my family's roots come from. This idea of fascism, national socialism comes from. This is in my blood. It's meant to be. So I started to really embrace that. And I'm like, you know what? Shame on me forever, ever talking bad about Italian people in my culture. And I really started to get more and more involved in national socialism and listening to Hitler and realizing that the bad guy, that they fucking made him out to be this devil, that they call an evil supremacist and racist. Man, the people who were calling him that, 
bad people. These are the fucking people who are controlling this country. All right, so the people that are calling Hitler the devil, why do you think that they are calling him the devil? Yeah. Well, the victors of every war write the history books. So when they write the history books, 90% of the time they make themselves out to be these, you know, um, good people, the good guys. So America, we were told, I'm sure you were told when you were in school, you know, World War II, Hitler wanted to just kill Jews and gas chambers, Holocaust, and didn't talk about him in anything but a negative light. In fact, what, what they did wrong was they, they, they lied, and they really lied big, because you go online and you find Americans, George Patton, people who fought in the war against him, saying, if this is, if this is liberty, give me death. What we're doing to the Germans is right. Give me death, man. This is fucked up. This is wrong. Then you read more quotes. We made a demon, a devil of Hitler. We had, we had to. You know, you hear Winston Churchill himself say the only sin Hitler ever committed was creating a fucking economic system that didn't pay any interest to the bankers, to the Jews. So I'm saying to myself, you know, I understand now why they demonize this guy so much. You know, he created a system that didn't charge any interest on his own people. No one could exploit the German people. That's how much he loved his people. You think of total government, everyone's got a bad... Um, Everyone thinks negative of the total government. Couldn't you, know, couldn't you also everything. look at that as greed? No, not at all. You can't. Hitler you can't take a uh, a person like Hitler, a person in power of a whole country that doesn't want to share the economic success of this country with anyone as greedy. Well, well what you're referring to is sharing it with Hitler because he thought that the German who did who did Hitler people. share it with? I mean, if if his acts were all kind and generous out of the kindness of his heart, he should have been exactly. sharing with more people than just the Germans, right? You're absolutely right. He actually thought that all of Europeans were suffering from the same satanic group of Jews that are running the banking system. So you're right. He didn't just look at Germany as uh, his priority. He looked at all of Europe. So he was looking to spread the success throughout all of Europe. Not dominate all of Europe. Of, of these evil people, yeah. But pri- fir- pri- first of all, he had to start with Germany. And what ended up happening was after World War One, they blamed the Germans for the war. When the Germans, and at the end of World War One, the Germans didn't want to kill or continue to, to kill and fight this war. They, they're, they're, Germans are very nice people. They're very conscientious and humble people. They don't want to... Well, in this agreement, these slicksters took all the land that the German resources, uh, that the Germans had for resources to have a financial stable uh, country. And they didn't, they didn't agree to this treaty of Versailles. You know, it, it was totally decimating their land. And then you're coming to find out this was all premeditated, man. They had this planned out. This, this Jewish guy wrote a book on how to genocide German people, George Kaufman. A fucking Jewish guy was promoting genociding an entire great group of people. Seventy what, to eighty million. What's the name of that book? Germany. What references this are there? Germany must perish. Germany must perish. Who's who's the author? Um, Kaufman is his last name. Kaufman. K a u f f m e n. Kaufman. Okay. 
So just imagine this. Imagine you're Hitler, right? Imagine you're in Germany. Prior to signing this agreement, you want to make peace and stop this uh, war, this world war, World War One. So as the goodness of your heart, you're saying, let's stop killing each other. Now you're demonized and blamed for it. Now they're going to take your homeland away from you. Now I got something else to tell you. Now they're going to take their homeland away from you. The people that live on that land in Poland, they're going to start killing them and persecuting them. Hitler was for the people. Hitler had gone through such struggles in his life. You see this animosity between the poor and the rich by being, you know, by being poor and rich, you know, in Germany. He was on his own for the most part. So he said to himself, man, I see how these people operate. We need to be, we need to be all Germans and unite. They're, they're using this animosity of social classes like here in America against us. You know, you have these people who feel that because they make more money, that they're better than other people who are poor. Because this is no way, man. People who are the poorest in this nation or the richest in this nation are still German people, and that's priority number one. You're not going to take advantage or put a price tag on a German life, period. So when he heard that people were being persecuted in, in Poland, he said, he said, we got to save our people. So he went to Poland, made a peace agreement with Britain, said not to get involved, don't get involved, we don't want any problems, we just want to get our land back and save my people. And he did that. Now, this nation, let me, get, let me go back a little bit. This nation in Germany, after World War I, was devastated. People were killing themselves. It was worse than we're in America right now. I'm talking about a Great Depression. You would have to have a wheelbarrow filled with fucking money to buy a loaf of bread. That's how terrible the economy was. Mind you, they had no, no land for resources, for, for money. People were so hopeless, sad, like got just lost. And now here comes Hitler. Here comes Hitler with an idea, a group of people who were nationalists. They were, they were voted in. He would give the most amazing speeches to the people, telling them how great it, you know the German people are, how they're going to get out of this themselves. We're going to do this together as a nation. And he got voted in. And in six fucking years, this man took a, a nation that was in the worst state of Europe. People were killing themselves, suicide rate was out of control, to the most prosperous nation in Europe. And he did all of that without a single loan from the banking system, and he backed his currency up with work. He said, every German's going to work. We're going to go back to who we were before World War One." He reminded the German people of who they were. Hard-working, you know, sticks in nature, promoting family values, he had anti-tobacco campaigns, healthy lifestyle. You know, he was a vegan himself. He was the first person to start the five-day work week. He took, this is a government that's authoritarian, that's taking care of its people, prioritizing its people. So this, this economy is not the, the number one concern. It's the people. The economy works for the people. So, yeah, we, yeah he had programs, man, that if you were to get married and have kids, every kid you have, your house, your debt will be amortized. You keep having more kids. So there's so many incentives to live a good life. People were, you know, working hard, taking care of their kids, taking care of themselves. He was telling girls to be women, 
why would they why would they want to demonize somebody that like that though well at the time these international banks controlled most of europe so they seen what hitler was doing and they seen how, how the economy was growing they had to stop this you know quote-unquote cancer to them before it spreads too too far you know germany was becoming prosperous and fast very fast you can't profit from a nation that abolishes interest if that's how America is so fucked up, because we have these people charging 25% interest rates, they don't teach us about credit, they don't teach us about what it's like to uh, get involved into debt. They want us to default on our loans. Matter of fact, they fucking sometimes even premeditate and put this, these, these uh, economic collapses into place so they can make money from us. So he said, you're not going to have the opportunity to, to take advantage of my people. I'm going to back up my currency with hard work. We'll take care of each other. We don't need you. You know, we, we don't we just need each other. So basically he started a nationalist movement. And based on those social programs of a healthy lifestyle, women being women, men being men, being healthy, not smoking, not drinking, being polite, this this nation went from uh, transgenderism, decadent, degenerate Basically, New York City right now to fucking, um, like I said, just one of those beautiful utopias you could imagine in 60 years. So the banking system said the Jews that were kicked out of Germany, because he says, you people cannot live here. You're not German. I'm not taking any calls. You're not German. So he said what was called the transfer agreement. And this agreement was, look, you're a Jewish we don't want to uh, hurt you, but we, we you can't live here. You know, you you're, you know, we, your culture and our culture do not mix. So he established a nation for them economically. He put them in a position where they're going to be established, and he can continue to, to grow. So what these people did was they bought out Winston Churchill. They put him into into into. Um, uh, he was the leader of Britain, even though he wasn't voted in. Chamberlain was, who had a peace agreement with Hitler, and started a war against Germany. They declared war against Germany. Hitler was devastated. He's like, wow, you stabbed me in the back. We had a, we had a deal, we had an agreement. So, just like uh, many times you'll hear in the future, Hitler gets betrayed. But he's like, okay, we'll handle it, no problem. So Hitler starts to go throughout Europe, liberating Europeans and goes to war with these international banks. So I'm learning about this stuff. I'm learning about World War II and I'm like, this isn't what I was told. And I'm starting to hate this country. I went through a phase where I was like, fucking fuck this country, man. They don't, they don't care enough about us to tell us the truth. You know, we have to uh, rely on fucking news media platforms that give us, tell us there's racism and try to divide this country up and they demonize this man. That loved his people so much and just told them to be good, good, virtuous people. I'm like, fuck this fucking nation. This nation's a bunch of fucking assholes. They're sick. They really are satanic. I'm starting to think a little bit 100% accurate. The nation that you're living in right now, right? Yeah. So I started to so, make plans to go back but to Italy. Don't, don't you feel here. like there's a controversial factor there you're against the nation that you're in right now when hitler was actually for the nation that he was in right so you're Absolutely. contradicting his beliefs even though you're following his beliefs i was i was at this is a time i went through a phase where i hated this place 
So I'm going back and forth with myself. I'm saying to myself, my family roots, there's a few generations here in America. So I'm like, all right, let me, let me see if we can uh, have conversations with Americans trying to convince them of what I've come to find out to be the truth. Let's see if they accept it. Dude, I was being attacked left and right. It was the hardest thing to do to get people to just open their, their minds to new ideas. So it was a constant struggle. And then one day, I just said to myself, you know something? I was born here. I started to learn about Italians in this country. For example, the fucking Bank of America. Italians, when they came here, they couldn't speak English. They were persecuted by Irish Catholics. They could not get a loan, couldn't own land, couldn't own property. So a man named Amadeo Giannini ended up coming here to San Francisco, who had money, and set up a bank. It's called the Bank of Italy. Based on a handshake for his people, you feel, you feel the calluses on their hand and say, you're a hard worker. I know you're good for it. Just on a handshake. That's a European way to be. Just on a handshake. I don't need any collateral. He started a bank that boomed. And now today is the Bank of America. So I said to myself, dude, I'm not going to fucking shit on my people that came here and built this nation. You know, put so much here to go back to Italy. Fuck that. I was born here, and I'm going to take the station back from these satanic motherfuckers. So I started, you know, to say to myself, that's my purpose now. Wake up Italians. And hopefully other people can see that this this movement's going to grow. And when I did that, man, I used to wake up depressed, worry about myself and my problems. Now I'm waking up worrying about my people, and depression disappears. Now I got an asset of friends that I call brothers and family that I haven't even met in person. I'm starting to be, see myself to be a better person. I'm starting to take on more and more responsibilities. Stop taking medications. All of this from a national socialist political system that Hitler had created and Ludwig introduced to me. So, in a nutshell, you know, that's, that's my story about national socialism. I can keep going about history, but... All right. The, let me let, let's let's uh let's talk about how you're using because you say you're going to use this national socialism that you've uh this newfound knowledge you acquired and you're going to try to apply it to better American standards, right? Yeah, yeah. So, as of right now, the way that you see America's what national socialist philosophies or ideas can you? Put into American lifestyles. Well, the hardest thing that Hitler said is to, is to win the, the hearts and minds of people. So, when you start to tell people, like, like let's say I'm having a conversation with you, I have to build a friendship. But like, like as if I was telling you a car, first thing they tell us is to build, make friends. So I got first thing I got to make friends with you. I said was said in his first speech. We're Germans first. I don't care what your political ideology is. We got to preserve this relationship and unite on something. You have Americans. Here in this country, it's so divided and so many groups are weaponized. So I said to myself, the first thing we got to do, and this is how I feel, is we all got to unite as Americans. Unfortunately, with National Socialism, the way it was in Germany, it's racially based. German, the term race back then meant the nation that you're in. So the German race. Italian race, American is not a race, it's a multicultural place. So now we got a even harder um, uh, task in front of us. We have to actually unite the races, and there's a lot of racial tension here. 
And we got communists that have an agenda to divide us. By that's, but that's, that's probably like the, the key essence to the whole situation. How can you use National Socialism to end racism? Or if you can't end it, how can you bring a solution to the table? So, so here's what we do. So I said to myself, we can't get past the racial aspect. How do we get past, how can we still implement National Socialism? Well, there's a lot of policies and the people that Hitler fought against these communists, they're in America right now using the, with the same behavior. Divide and conquer. Subversive Jews, Marxist Jews in our education system, teaching our kids that there's a hundred and something genders, pushing our natural lifestyles as they did in Germany. Now, if you ever watch a video of Berlin prior to World War II, you'll understand what I mean. It's basically America today. So what we have now is a Hitler gave us a gift. He taught us how to beat the communists by being nationalist, putting the nation first, putting the common good for the individual. So you know what? We're going to have to forget the whole racial aspect and say to ourselves, we're Americans first, beyond anything else. We have to come into an understanding. We're, you can be Hispanic, you can be whatever you want to be, but you're American. You have to identify as an American. That's blood and soil. So if we put the nation first and we are aware of our enemy and how they maneuver, they're against the natural lifestyle. Me and you could agree. Man and a woman should be promoted. Family values, virtues, what's right, you know, durability. We know what's right and what's wrong. These people operate the opposite way. They push things that are not natural, unnatural lifestyle. Homosexuality now is being promoted. Things that are against progression, evolution. So we see how they operate. Once you get that lens on, it's so easy to see who these people are. But the basic way to fix the nation is we have a constitution. Hitler didn't have a constitution. We have two rights, right? We have a First Amendment right of freedom of speech. We need to preserve it. So when I talk to conservatives, and I hear that 32 states gave away their First Amendment rights to Israel, Jews, once again, they don't even know about it. So now some people get mad, some people don't. So we have to unite on that one cause. We have to realize our nation is in a state of emergency, state of urgency right now. We have communism this close inching by the back door. And just look, look at history books. Communism is responsible for 100 plus million deaths. 100 plus million deaths. We don't hear about this because, once again, the victors write the fucking history books. All our lives, we were told the Holocaust is the most fucking atrocious time in history. Six million Jews, they said, right? Does that equate, even if it's true, to a hundred million people? No. No way. And it's happening little by little when you see these Black Lives Matter groups form. They push racism. They're trying to say that the majority white people in this country are actually oppressive. Man, this 1% of this government that's oppressive. It's the system that's fucking oppressive. And they, they use the system against us. And now they own all the industries, the media, they own Hollywood, they own the education system. We have a big, big task ahead of us. But we know what's right and what's wrong in our hearts. We got to put our people first and put people over profit. We got to say to ourselves and make an oath that I will not be bought out. I will betray my fucking nation for no amount of money. You can't buy me. They have, they have no other way to to win this war. Once they realize that these people, this nation, 
it's, it's a ghetto united saying, take your money and go and go fucking shove it. You, know, you can't buy my integrity. You can't buy, a, you can't put a price tag on life. Yeah, okay. We, we don't now, need your abortion. We don't need, all, we don't need all, all homeless in America. We're going to take care of our veterans. You people are evil people and you got to go. Let me interrupt you for a second because I'm just I'm kind of trying to figure out as national socialist as or as a Nazi as Hitler was, he didn't want the Jewish bankers, as you say, to uh, charge the Germans this high tax, right? This high uh, high twenty five percent interest rates or whatever, right? Pretty much milking milking the Germans, but the Jews. And the banking systems are still doing that here in America. How how is it that one one good is better than the other if both are greedy? In my eyes, they're both greed. The Jewish bankers for uh, taxing the people so much interest rates, and the people who don't want to spread the money around. I mean, yeah, I kind of look at it like people have the right to hustle. People have the right to work. And if you're foolish enough to accept a 25% interest rate, then that's your fault. People learn and live and learn, you know. So, I mean, in my eyes, it actually isn't a crime. It's called business. Some people are better at it than others. But I don't feel that because you're uh, you're hungry to have financial stability, be rich, have lavish or live lavish. I don't think that's a uh, a bad thing. So what you're, what you're speaking about right now, and I understand what you're saying, people should educate themselves on the banking system. Yes. Well, let me ask you this. Don't we pay enough money in taxes where our education system should have a fucking class teaching us how banks operate? Why is it that we're taught so much about these misconceptions more than we're taught about Banking, finance. Well, they do have classes for that. Right, but it's a lot of money to go to these schools to really understand how the banking system works. And in this nation, you really have to have more capital to push policy. So we're, me and you, we have opportunity to be, at best, middle class. The elite, the 1%, we would never be able to get to that point. In this, in this system because we don't have capital to raise our capital. But there, have, there has they been allow us to do that. Example so what they that. do is, hold on, hold on. What they do is, with that capital, they don't take care of this country. They take our fucking manufacturing plants and send it abroad. So now you got people in this country that are patriotic, that fight wars, fight battles, suffering from a system that exploits them taking advantage of them. So now you're saying to me, based on business strategies, which are pretty much, uh, they're, if the Better Business Bureau, if it was a legitimate fucking organization, would say those are, those are bad business practices. You should be educating people on interest and credit. But I would go to the bank. I don't know when you ever got a credit card. They didn't teach me how to build credit. They asked me if I was in college. Oh, you're in college? Here's a college card, kid. See ya. They don't educate us. They want us to default on our loans, so they're taking advantage of us. This is not a government that we should be complacent with in this nation. So if we're okay with tyranny, then we're going to be okay with our kids and the future generation of our kids having to be okay with tyranny. And I'm not okay with that. If there's a better system out there and I know it works, God damn it, that's the one I'm going to promote. 
I don't want to see anybody suffer. Nobody. No one in this nation should suffer. Regardless of your race or regardless of uh, your background. If you're calling yourself an American, then you come first. And there's no fucking way I'm going right. to allow you But you're saying for, you're uh, pro-America, uh, but you're trying to bring a, a German institution to America. National Socialism was originally founded by Hitler, which was for Germans. Yeah. But you're pro-America, right? Well, so you should be trying to find a pro-American version of what you're talking about. Well, America is a nation, and there's political systems like communism that you created in China, Russia. Like I told you, it's responsible for hundreds of millions of deaths. You can implement National Socialism in Africa if you want to. Uh, it's not just a German thing. A German having to create it and invent it that doesn't necessarily mean it's only German. And most of American, most of the American policies we have here are from National Socialist Germany. So you it's want, so you want program. American people that aren't from Germany to uh, adopt a German philosophy, which is National Socialism. Well, if you, if you want to call it a German philosophy, uh, you can. Yes, I think that there's a way to live your life and based on nature. National Socialism is created. From nature, me and you could, could agree. There's just certain things that should never be said. You should never, for example, you should never talk about eight-year-old children being pumped with hormones because they don't know what fucking gender they are. You should never ever have your kids uh, killed because some bitch made a fucking mistake and wasn't responsible and was a whore, and now she takes a life away from a child, an innocent child. These are things that when you slowly allow into your nation, you see America in 2020, how decadent this is, it can't get much more uh, immoral before it collapses. And if you look at history, this is how historically every fucking empire fell. So now we have an opportunity to try a German philosophy that's been demonized by people who are in these positions, the bad guys. These are the good guys. What can we lose? Whatever we have to lose. Yeah, I mean, and I get it, but I don't see a multicultural America coming together under a, a German belief, which is National Socialism. Now, that's why I said, like, if you want to introduce something into America, don't you think it'd be smarter to introduce something brand new? All right, well, let me ask you this. Uh, Italians have created a system called fascism. It's not that different from National Socialism, other than the, the racial aspect and a few a few other elements like private property. But it was anti-capitalism. Right now, we got to come up with a system that's anti-capitalism. Now, Karl Marx, he predicted this was going to happen, and his idea was communism. Like I said before, communism, that's slavery. Pure, pure slavery. So that's out. So we, have, we only have a few different alternatives here. If you have a better idea, I'm all for it. But until I'm presented with one, National Socialism, to me, is the antidote to save this nation. Now, we you, have a constitutional republic. You can invent your own. definitely say that's the second best opportunity. If we were to truly stick to our constitution, and, and like I said before, unite as Americans, that this government's tyrannical, as it states in the First Amendment, protest peacefully, and if they don't accept your demands, then you take up arms. So I'm all for that as well. When, when have you seen a peaceful protest get somewhere in America? I haven't seen a United a United Nation in America ever. But so peaceful protesting said, does not work. 
Well, I'm not saying I'm saying peaceful protesting is the first uh, option. No, that's what I'm saying. But the question, the question I asked was: When, when, when have you seen peaceful protesting actual actually have effect in America? I I haven't seen that effect, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it won't work. I never seen a united people in America. I've seen a divided nation with two ideas. When you say to yourself. If every single person, not even every single person, if you have this country to where decide to rise up, you're talking about 1% of the population. They would never want to like, have that war with their people. They'll lose that battle every time. I mean, I, the so, only thing I've seen happen to peaceful protesters is assassination and jail time. Right. And that's, that's why we need a united people. We're not gonna, they're not gonna arrest us. Now, when you no, say, now let's go to the option two, take up arms. When you say take up arms, what yeah. do you have in mind? Well, let me ask you, I'll answer your question with a question. If the, this government is basically taking advantage of us and they're gonna implement communism where we're gonna die and starve, what are you willing to do? I'm willing to do anything. There's nothing I want to to save my nation. I'll die fighting before I watch my people suffer and watch kids starve. And now, when you say your people, about. you do mean all people, right? Including America. America, white, yeah. Hispanics, blacks, Asians. That, that's Americans. As yeah. long as they were born that's in America, America, right? That, that, that's blood and soil. Yes, Americans. All right. That's our constitution. So. So how, how is it that you're, you're taking out the... All the killing, the mass graves, the gas chambers of Nazis, you're eliminating that out of national socialism. How are you eliminating the racism? How are you taking out all the hate, all the uh, bad things that have been implicated to it? Everything that's been implicated to Nazis, how are you going to remove all that from it? Because from my understanding, the swastika was never actually a symbol of hate. So it was implied to that symbol through Hitler. Hitler made it that way because the people you know saw what he was doing I'm saying that when Hitler adopted it is when it became hateful right that's when they they taught us right okay so what we do is we educate people and tell them the truth there's a video that you should watch by G. Edward Griffin he has a communist agenda in front of him and he says the best weapon we have is something that they don't the truth we tell the truth the truth is the Holocaust did not happen. There's no evidence of gas chambers. There weren't six million Jews in Europe to be gas, to be fucking put through this Holocaust. But what we do know is these, this group of people lie. And they lie a lot. And this isn't the first Holocaust they wrote about. There's been a few Holocausts. So you're Bible. saying the Holocaust didn't happen? Absolutely not. It did not happen. The Red Cross gave the number 28,000 people or 28,000 Jews that died from types. There's video so film six million Jews didn't die. There were listen. There were video film footage from Steven Spielberg, who had he was making a movie, interviewed all these people in the camps, and all these people, half of them were telling wild stories that made absolutely no sense. But no one admitted that these gas chambers had ever existed, and there was no evidence. But what they did do was tell the truth. A lot of them did tell the truth. They said that yeah, there was. Plays. Hitler provided us with food, shelter. Hitler provided us with a, a, a pretty much a resort. It had swimming pools. Once again, 
the the lies that we were told over and over and over again in the movies we watch over and over and over again, that's programmed into our brains. So once we realize the people who oppress us are the same people who demonize another group of people, you know, we're human beings. Human beings want to help others who are in, who are hurting or in need. I know I do. If I see someone, someone struggling, I'm, I'm the type of kid where I was in school, there's someone bullying somebody, I'll, I'll go fight that bully. You want to help the people who are hurt. It, it's proven in America when you see Marxist ideology work. You, you know, when they tell you that there's an oppressed group and the whites are the bad guys, look, look at the fucking Black Lives Matter movement. They're tearing down the country. Both. So now imagine we were actually doing that for the right reasons against the people who are really tyrannical. Which, the real bad guys. Which countries is, how many countries is there that have that mentality that I, that the Holocaust didn't happen? Because if I go to a foreign country like Mexico, had Mexico literally had no part to play in either side of whatever war. So in that country, they still acknowledge the fact that the Holocaust existed. It happened. Well, in Europe, there's laws against denying the Holocaust. So logically speaking, if, the, if this is historical event happened, it is atrocious as the Jews say it is. We should study it because history always has a tendency to repeat itself. But if you look into history, there's men like David Irving, historian in England, who looked into it himself. Ernst Sundle, uh, Fred Loiter, professionals, doing historians, doing investigation, they all come to the same conclusion. This didn't happen. So what the Jews did, they put laws against denying this event in history. You can deny, you can deny anything else in history, but just not that one event. Now, a famous philosopher, Voltaire, had once said, to recognize your oppressor is the people you cannot criticize. And that rings true today. And in Europe, you go to jail, and I think 90% of Europe, those countries, you go to prison. So they woke up in Europe. They're saying to themselves, why can't I talk about this? Why can't I deny this? Why are they putting people in jail for speaking out against this? If the truth is the truth, the truth should prevail and hold up to scrutiny. That tells you everything you need to know right there. If you need to put laws in place for denying something that it, it happened, this, this is probably didn't happen the way they say it did. All right. If it let's say let's say that it didn't happen. I kind of believe it did happen. I'm pretty sure it did. I mean, I've seen I've studied, but you know, I kind of feel like it did happen. But let's say it didn't happen. Let's say that 6 million people didn't just mysteriously die. They just I guess they died some other cause. Let's say that. Um what do you think it was, if not the Holocaust, that caused World War II to come down on Hitler. Well, once again, I told you earlier, the, the real reason for World War II, according to Winston Churchill himself and many other Americans that told us to go against the truth and were assassinated, were the, the economic system that he, that he implemented in Germany that didn't pay interest to the banks, the, Jew, the Jewish bankers. So that was the true reason. We're told about the Holocaust to stop all conversations the same way as if you call someone a racist. If you say this to someone uh, who's a Trump supporter, now Trump House Trump's a racist. All Trump supporters are racist. There's no conversations that are going to happen, no interaction. You're dividing this place up. So it stops right then and there in the tracks you looking into anything else. The Holocaust is what they use to stop all investigation into national socialism because they know once people do their homework, They'll realize 
this is a bullshit lie, and not to mention the most beautiful ideology that there is, my opinion. And it works. It beat the communists. The Italians beat the communists. And the fact, and in Spain, they beat the communists. All with a All right. similar idea so, of being nationalistic and putting the people first. So, so now you got three countries that beat communism, and communism right now is creeping through the back door of America. So what would you do? Basically, what you're telling me is if if I start a small militia right now to peacefully protest and I go protesting against all big Jewish bankers, you're telling me that the World War II is going to come down on me? No, I, what I'm saying to you is you have to unite the people in the hearts and minds of all Americans. All right. So let's say that I got this that I do. Media platforms that we have yeah. instead of killing each other and going and trolling and doing all the things Americans do every fucking day that makes me crazy, we do a Hitler set. We find, we preserve our relationships. We build assets with each other. We love each other. We say, look, we're Americans, man. Right now, we got an opportunity to save this nation, yeah. to be heroes, to get rid of this, these evil villains that are taking advantage of us and our ancestors and our families for generations. We can save the fucking future for our nation and our kids. So if I get a large militia, I get the minds and hearts of the people... And we go against yeah. the bankers and the Jewish. You mean to tell me that World War Two is going to reensue? No, they would want to fight. I mean, they're not going to willingly give up their seats. But if they see enough Americans ready to rise up against them, hey, listen, man, it's a gamble I'm willing to take. I just, I'm, I'm having a very hard time believing that going against bankers the rightful way, which is what Hitler did, if that's what you're saying, he did. Yeah. Would cause World War Two. Well, it would cause World War Three. Like how? How would? How did World War Two start by by Hitler not doing business with bankers? That has nothing to do with. He set up his currency. That's what I'm saying, but that that literally had nothing to do, or very little to do, with America at that time. That has to do with the whole globe. For for America, and yes, the whole globe to come in, step in, and. Eliminate the Nazis because that's pretty much what they did. They annihilated the Nazis for what they did for America and the world to do that to unite. If the world had to unite to annihilate the Nazis, there had to be something more than just not doing business with Jewish people. I don't feel I don't I just I'm having a very hard time understanding that the world would come down on Germany because they didn't want to do business. Well, when you, when those three nations that you speak of are controlled by the same people, the Jews, you got to remember Russia before World War Two had a Bolshevik revolution. Eighty five percent of the Russian Bolsheviks had slaughtered fifty million Christian Russians based on communism. So you got a communist nation in Russia, you got a communist nation uh, in America. Basically, they call it a capitalist democracy, but we're pretty much controlled, like you see it. These international banks, they're putting us in fucking positions where we can't even feed our kids and shutting down our government. So you got, like I said before, Judea declaring war on Germany and Germany having to fight these three superpowers and did a great job doing. So how, uh, your question is how, why did these people want to attack Germany? How did the entire attack? world come down on Hitler on Germany well, just for stopping business? To, to, to correct you, more nations joined Hitler willingly. There were Russians that switched sides to join Hitler's army. Jews who fought in Hitler's army, 150,000 to be specific. Africans, Muslims, Hindus, uh, 
African Americans, I said Africans, all these different nations joining, willingly joining Hitler in a fight for the French. 